Shalom, Ani DJ Cthulhu. Ani Vera. Ani Sitlali. Ani Kane. Bo Nelech Al Tranjin. All right, welcome back to Tranjins. Uh, that was uh, our introduction uh, in Hebrew because this is the Hanukkah special episode. So uh, welcome everyone. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, uh, it is currently the day uh, about a little over 24 hours before Hanukkah starts. Uh, so uh, it's not quite Hanukkah yet, uh, but I think it's a great time to do a podcast about Hanukkah because, well, it's right in time. So uh, first off, uh, I'm one thing to be clear about because people have asked is uh, the pronunciation. Uh, so in Hebrew, it is pronounced Hanukkah. But uh, many English speakers uh, don't uh, aren't familiar with that sound that's at the beginning of it because it's not a sound that occurs in English. Right. Uh, so I also understand it if you pronounce it as Hanukkah. And I kind of alternate between the two pronunciations because I recognize that when speaking English, uh, that sound is a little bit uh, incongruous sometimes. So throughout this episode, I will probably pronounce it both ways. Uh, uh, leaning towards uh, Hanukkah rather than Hanukkah, just because uh, I will be speaking English during this episode. Uh, is there a name uh, for that sort of thing? The, the, the sound? Ch well, yeah. uh, in Hebrew, it's represented by the letter chet, but uh, the name for the sound is in uvular fricative. There we go. Damn. <laughs> That's the name of the sound. Uh, so, Hanukkah. I, I know like, yeah, so, so the Hebrew pronunciation is Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Uh, so okay. if I say that, I, I mean the same thing. Uh, mm -hmm. So when speaking English, uh, you could kind of get away with either. I will probably mostly be pronouncing it without that sound, just because, again, it sounds somewhat strange in English. But uh, you can pronounce it either way. And in Hebrew, I would highly advise pronouncing it Hanukkah, because that's the appropriate sound pronunciation in Hebrew. So, so it's not actually like offensive to say it without the. Huh. It's not. It's not offensive. No, it's okay. it's very common for like linguistic borrowings to you know kind of adapt their sounds to like the sounds of another language, and mm -hmm. and plenty of people, myself included, do pronounce it kind of both ways depending on context. Sure. So I will probably be leaning towards pronouncing it as Hanukkah, but I may also do the other in this episode, and this also leads to spelling now because yeah, Hebrew uses was... a different writing system than English. Uh, in Hebrew, there is a correct spelling, but in English, there really isn't like one unified spelling since there's different systems of transcribing uh, Hebrew text into English. So you'll often see like H-A-N-U-K-K-A-H, which is the one I tend to use more often. I I've used multiple different spellings in the past, but that's the main one I use now because I feel like it's the least ambiguous. Uh, you'll also sometimes see it spelled uh, with like a C-H at the beginning, which is like an effort to replicate uh, that sound that doesn't exist in English. But I, I used to do that a lot because, again, that sound. But I tend to avoid that nowadays just because... I feel like if people are going to pronounce it, you know, without that sound, it's better that they pronounce it Hanukkah than that they think the CH makes the normal <laughs> English CH sound and pronounce Chanukah. it as Chanukkah. Because yeah, uh, if you pronounce it as uh, 
as Chanika, that's just wrong. That, that sound doesn't <laughs> exist in Hebrew. It, it just doesn't. Uh, it, it doesn't. Uh, so I, I guess I'd prefer if people are going to pronounce it, you know, differently than the Hebrew, which kind of makes sense in English, that they do it as Hanukkah rather than Chanika. Uh, <laughs> this is an issue with many Hebrew transliterations. So you'll see people, uh, you know, rereading a prayer and they will say like, Baruch Atah. And it's like, no, you, you do not say that. You do not say that. No, no. Um, what, what is the actual word? Baruch. Baruch. Uh, it means okay. it means blessed. It's it's like a very common oh, like intro okay. to uh, prayers in Hebrew is Baruch Atah, which means like blessed are you, um, and is oh, addressed right. to God. Uh, but so that's kind of a note about. So there isn't really one spelling that's like more correct than the others. I've seen all different kinds from different people. Uh, so so because that's a common question, I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, uh, first off, uh, it's same with the pronunciation, so people aren't confused if I'm pronouncing it multiple different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, to be honest, I don't think people will pick up the. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the other the the other thing, uh, well, you're you're right. It's it's not phonemic in English, so there's a good mm-hmm. chance people won't notice it. Uh, the the other thing. Uh, is uh, people always ask, like, what are some good greetings uh, for Hanukkah? Well, if you're speaking English, which I assume most of our listeners are, uh, then you can say, you know, Happy Hanukkah or Happy Hanukkah uh, if you want. Uh, And that's probably the best way to say it in English. Uh, On the other hand, if you're speaking Hebrew, you can say Hanukkah Sameach, uh, which means Happy Hanukkah in Hebrew. So Hanukkah Sameach? Sameach, yeah. Sameach. Huh. With that sound at the end. Uh, wow. I like, sorry, I just really enjoy, um, <laughs> like, all the Hebrew I get to learn from you. Yeah. So, this is a fun linguistics class we get today. Uh, Thank you. Languages are a thing I can go on for a while about, so please <laughs> cut me off if I'm going yeah. too far on this. Listen, uh, if you need me to go on a tangent, I will. I was about I to go, don't. like, on a tangent of, like, oh, so the the accent is sort of like when in spanish you have a lot of like (laughs) a lot of like foods that are just like english um accented when really it it should be like accident some something else yeah different pronunciation completely yeah Yeah, uh yeah so there's yeah so in, in hebrew uh the, the closest you would probably get using just sounds in English would be as Hanukkah. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, so that's why I'd say, like, if you're speaking English, happy Hanukkah. If you're speaking Hebrew, Hanukkah <laughs> Sameach. And if you're speaking some other language, uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, uh, if I could ask a question that yeah. is semi-related. Um, <laughs> I have, and it, it, it's, on the, it's on the subject of, um, like, transliterations. I've seen... Um, like matzah and matzo and i is there a difference it's the same word it's the same word transliterated differently oh okay so that's similar okay i just wanted to i wanted to ask because i wasn't sure which was correct Mm -hmm. it's the same word because because again hebrew uses a different writing system than than english does uh and so there's a bunch of different standards for romanization which kind of is the case for for a lot of different languages but in particular but uh this is true for hebrew um and so you'll see all of these uh, differently. Uh, and then, of course, for other languages, you'll see it differently. Like, uh, for instance, uh, in Spanish, you'll hear Hanukkah referred to as La Hanukkah, uh, but it's spelled with a J because in Spanish, the J makes that sound. Right. Um, you almost or, forgot your uh, podcast. <laughs> 
No. Or in or in Russian, it's referred to as Hanukkah because Russian does have the uh, sound. Oh. Huh. Although I in do. Russian, it's slightly different than in Hebrew in a way that's probably kind of beyond the scope of this podcast. Because um, <laughs> one is now. technically a velar fricative and the other is an uvular fricative, but varies on dialect. Look, um, fricative. <laughs> if we keep, if we continue talking about linguistics, we could always invite uh, Dr. Green. But we could, we we could. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that would, she'd be a great guest, I'm sure. Uh, Dr. Oh. Green, if you're listening, uh, well... Yeah, join us. Welcome. Do I know Dr. Green? I know, right? Like, <laughs> You're not on Twitter, Sitlal. <laughs> she's someone we know on Twitter. Um, uh, she, she's a linguist. Uh, okay. She's fine. Yeah, Caitlin, uh, we're always welcome to have you. Yeah, so, uh, uh, so uh, Caitlin, if you ever want to come on. Uh... But anyway, but... I had a question. Yes, oh. yes. What is matzah? Because I've heard um, of it. So matzah is a thing for anything. Passover, uh, which I will probably cover more if we have a Passover special. Which are we going to do that? Sure, we could. It, it yeah. sounds like fun. So uh, well, we we wait. could maybe do one. Okay, uh, but... I do, and just in general, I don't know the timeline of the events that happened for Hanukkah because well, I know I'll, there's I'll a trade in a little bit. Passover. That's a so, different so, holiday. Passover is a different holiday, but matzah is to, to explain what matzah is without explaining the story behind it. Uh, matzah is unleavened bread. Oh, it's really good. It's, it's like a cracker, oh. sort of. I, I, I love I'm like, not like a big cracker. Um, I, I, want a love, cracker. <laughs> I love matzah so much. Like, you, you'll hear my opinions about matzah if we ever do a Passover special. So there's <laughs> okay. the incentive uh, for us oh. to do one. But anyway, uh, so that that's all I have to say about pronunciation and spelling. So the other thing I'm going to say, kind of just to preface everything else, is uh, that I, I know that it's tempting, you know, when you learn about a new culture or a new holiday or whatever, to compare it to something you know like maybe to compare like i see hanukkah compared to christmas a lot but ideally if if at all possible i, I get the urge but if at all possible i'd like to ask if uh anyone listening could maybe try to not do that dur uh, during this podcast because the reality is that there is that they're very different holidays uh and uh, really the only thing they have in common is being around the same time of year and in some way relating to gifts. Uh, but uh, so so while I get the temptation to compare it to uh, other other uh, holidays or rituals, uh, ideally uh, it's better not to do that because then uh, I feel like uh, people can end up accidentally creating like false analogies about it. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, just a little thing about a uh, cultural relativism there. And I'm, I'm sure uh, that our resident anthropologist has more to say about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's called a. In anthropology, we refer to it as ethnocentrism, where yes. we assume that everything is like us. Mm -hmm. And, like, there are many similarities cross-culturally, but as we saw in, like, the vampire episode, that's not always the case. <laughs> Yeah, and when Very people assume it is, they can uh, end up with some embarrassing mistakes. Uh, yeah, like I like I've heard people openly say that, like, uh, you know, Hanukkah is the Jewish Christmas, and it's like actually no, they're for no. totally different reasons, and the celebrations totally different. They just happen to be around the same time of year most years, um, which I'll explain later as well. Uh, oh, interesting. You said sorry, I. I'm glad you're in it because you said most years, and I was about to ask. What it varies, do you mean? yeah, because the calendar is different. I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, uh, 
but yeah so and of course there's also this like broader trend for uh you know christians or people who are you know from a christian background to try to compare everything to christianity uh or assume that like judaism is christianity light when really it's yeah. it's its own religion and there's a lot of differences between the two i mean obviously there are some things that like christianity inherited from judaism uh but uh uh or there are some things that are in common but uh there are different religions and it's uh really not good to think of judaism as christianity light so uh yeah so that's uh, all i'll say about um cultural uh relativism uh unless you have more you want to say vera i mean we could probably do a whole episode about culturally Christian atheists if we really uh, wanted yeah, to. Yeah, that, that's another topic, though. Whoa, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's a we we have neither the the time nor the capacity no, I, to get I into know. that right now. <laughs> look, it, look, it's a holiday right now. Okay, yeah, we're having, or it's not quite yet, fun. but it will be a holiday soon. It's, it's we're here to have fun, not talk about religious drama yet. <laughs> there we go. Look, look, look uh, if we're not here to talk about religious drama, there might be a bit of an issue later. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> because uh, if you want to talk about drama, uh, Judaism is a good religion for that. Ooh. That's well, because like you've said before, right? Judaism yeah, yeah. is a no, lot of like, discussion yeah. and argument. Yeah, there's a lot of argument. That's that's a very common thing. We have whole books of arguments going back hundreds of years between different scholars. Well, oh, I find that fascinating. <laughs> Culturally, I assume in Judaism, an argument is much less of a negative thing. It, it's it's very much a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, no, arguing is considered to bring people closer together. I honestly think that a lot of different cultures like have a more positive view on arguing than just in general the Christian like European centric. Yeah, very, and and that's kind of why I mentioned this is because uh, again, when people assume all religions are like Christianity or whatever, they'll assume that like Judaism has the same attitude towards argumentation and discussion, uh, which is very not true. It, uh, Judaism's attitude is very different. Uh, yeah, but uh, so. Uh, what's next on the... Okay, so uh, now, uh, do you all want to hear the story of Hanukkah? Like, why we celebrate it? Absolutely. I could listen to you talk forever. All right, so uh, let, let's tell the story of Hanukkah then. So first off, I'm going to preface this by saying that unlike most Jewish holidays, Hanukkah is extremely recent uh, in terms mm. of when it comes from, so it's not mentioned, uh, you know, in the Torah itself. It, it's not mentioned in there because uh, the events that Hanukkah was inspired by uh, only happened, you know, after the writing of the Old Testament. So it's it's not in there. Uh so this is one of the more recent Jewish holidays, uh, and as such, uh, it's a very minor holiday, which brings me to the misconception that a lot of Christians have, where they assume that its cultural role and significance is comparable to Christmas, where it really isn't. Hanukkah is an extremely minor holiday that uh, has been kind of made a bigger deal because of commercialization that spilled over from Christmas. More on that later. Uh, but, uh, but it's like... Uh, uh, but it, it's a very minor holiday, uh, and uh, the story. And so I'll tell the story of uh, what inspired it. So first off, I, I want to preface this by saying that this and the entire episode as a whole uh, is not intended as a political commentary on any modern political situation or uh, location or anything like that. It is purely a religious slash historical uh, discussion. Uh, just to be clear. 
-hmm. this is not me stating an argument at all about the politics of any modern day country uh, so understood. yeah oh just saying i, I understood i, I did okay. want to ask really quick before you start because it's more of a minor holiday which i admit was a misconception that i had there i assume there are a lot of jewish people who don't even celebrate it I'd say most Jews celebrate it, but that's also kind of a more uh, contemporary thing that historically maybe some okay. wouldn't have. And I'll also talk about how there are some communities that don't celebrate it. Okay. Wait, so what is the major holiday then? Uh, the, the major holidays of Judaism include holidays like, uh, well, the, the most important ones are the high holidays, which uh, are Rosh Hashanah, hey. Yom Kippur. Uh, th those are the really important ones, like Rosh Hashanah huh. is the New Year uh wait can and, you say uh, that one more time rosh rosh hashanah uh literally rosh means head hashanah. of the year yeah it literally means head See, of the I've year always, i've heard it wrongly pronounced i assume as rosh hashanah <laughs> that, that, well there's multiple pronunciations um, for a lot of these words because of differing dialects like remember there's multiple oh, subpopulations so okay, right. right, so, so there there are other pronunciations that would be correct in different subpopulations and okay. I'll, I'll talk more about that later okay. as well uh so I've there's different dialects the second one the uh, sorry the second holiday that you mentioned more yom than kippur World. uh so yom kippur yeah. is uh so, so yom kippur is a much more uh a somber holiday it's the day of atonement uh which uh means uh that it's, it's a much more somber holiday uh uh compared to other holidays which tend to be you know happier uh yom kippur is a very somber holiday where people atone for their sins oh. uh so um as much as i want to ask a billion questions about that i should probably not because we got to get to the story <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to answer questions, but also Yom Kippur uh, is not for a while. Yeah, uh, that's it's, why. It's not would... at this time of year. Uh, I will ask them if we do a Yom Kippur one... episode. Wait, one last question. Is that the one where people usually travel to, like, to the main um, city? Uh... In the modern era, people don't really travel for most holidays, uh, but the one where it's supposedly a tradition to travel would be Passover. Okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess if you lived in the vicinity, you could definitely travel there for uh, Yom Kippur as well. I mean, if you live in the vicinity, you could travel there anytime. Uh, but uh, the main one where people are encouraged to celebrate the next year uh, in Jerusalem uh, is uh, Passover. Uh, that said, you know, at the end of Seder's. Uh, and I'll talk about that if we ever do a Passover special, which now I really want to do, because that's also <laughs> an interesting holiday. Yeah, so, uh, the, so the Hanukkah story, uh, first off. So this is post writing of the uh of the old uh testament uh, so it's not actually in the in the holy texts it, itself uh it is in what's known as the oral tradition uh it's been passed down mostly that way uh, of course it has been written down as well but uh so what that so uh this story takes place in uh the second century bce okay uh so about 2,200 years ago. Uh, and at that time, the center of Jewish religious life was the temple in Jerusalem, uh, which was the second such temple built, the first one having been destroyed and rebuilt about 500 years earlier. Uh, or at that point, it would have been 300 years earlier, sorry. Um, so 
this was the center of religious life. And then the uh, Seleucid, not, forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, but the Seleucid Empire, uh, which was a Greek empire headed by uh, Antiochus the Fourth uh, Epiphanes, uh, was uh, expanding and took over uh, Jerusalem. And when they took over, uh, they wanted to enforce their religion, uh, the, their polytheistic religion. So they went into the temple. Uh, now, in the temple before this, there was a there was a lamp that had seven branches, one in the center and three on either side, known as the menorah. And uh, it was lit every day to burn olive oil. Uh, and it would burn continuously uh, in the temple. And... Uh, and he, and so it was very important, uh, and it was known as the menorah, and you'll see why that's important in a bit, uh, and he took it and instead placed, uh, placed, uh, all the idols of his deities, uh, the, the Greek ones in the temple. So he, he desecrated it with, uh, by replacing all of the Jewish items with his items, uh, and he... Like he put up all these idols, which uh, in Judaism, idols are banned. Uh, they're not allowed, uh, as one may recall, if you've ever read uh, the Old Testament, there's the part about how Moses comes down the mountain and finds uh, the golden calf, finds right? the golden calf uh, and he drops the tablets in anger. Well, uh, yeah, so in Judaism, idols are a big no-no, but uh, the Greeks, is. you know, put all of their idols in the temple in place of all of our different religious objects. Uh, and so then uh there was and so then there was this guy uh judah maccabee uh who uh along with the his family uh fought the greeks off and uh so slight uh thing here is while in the modern while in the story he's kind of valorized as a hero in modern terms he would probably be considered a bit of an extremist mm. all right so uh just want to put that out there um so he uh he defeated the greeks and forced them out of uh jerusalem and retook the temple uh but when he got back to the temple it was all the stuff was damaged uh the menorah was gone and there and so he got you know a, a new menorah uh to light up to have that light back and he reconsecrated the temple and cleared it out uh but he but he had a problem, uh, which was that even with a new menorah, the menorah would is supposed to burn constantly, but he only had enough oil for one day, and it would take uh, over a week to find more oil. Uh, so, you know, he lit the menorah, uh, and according to the story, uh, it burned uh, by a miracle, the oil burned for eight days and eight nights, which was long enough to get more oil. Now, when I say oil, I mean olive oil. This was before, like, crude oil or any other kind of oil would have been readily available. So, now... Oh, sorry, go on. Now, uh, I should probably mention about the historicity of this. Uh, we know that some of the things in this story happened, but... Uh, some of the events have probably been embellished somewhat, so I would recommend treating it with a grain of salt, as with, you know, any religious narrative. <laughs> Is there mm -hmm. any particular reason why it's specifically olive oil? Uh, well, that's because that would have been the oil available. This yeah, is what yeah. they had. It's, it's what they would have had. Uh, now, Instead of using, like, animal fat? Uh, 
animal fat is uh, considered problematic in Judaism, oh, so they, they wouldn't okay. have been using that. I, uh, if I could ask real, real quick. Yeah. Prior to these events, then, I assume, was the menorah not quite as a like significant a thing well, in Judaism? At the time, the menorah was just in the temple. Uh, it was right. the, it was burning in the temple. Uh, but uh, so the menorah in the temple was very was very different than like the modern object you might be familiar with, which I'll get to in a moment, okay. uh, because the menorah in the temple was very big. This would have been like very large because it would have had these large like olive oil burners in each and each uh, arm. And it only had uh, seven uh, flames and they were all at even height, which hmm. uh, today uh, the Hanukkah that we use for Hanukkah is a little different. So the, the temple is no more. The, the temple was destroyed uh, a few hundred years later and only one wall is left standing and the menorah is gone from it. Uh, however, uh, there are two ways in which the menorah of the temple live on. One of those is that every synagogue uh, has what's known as a ner tamid in everlasting light, usually near the ark where the Torah is kept, uh, which is like a special, uh, a, which is like a special sort of container that holds the Torah. And this is a light that nowadays is typically electric with like a backup power supply to make sure it doesn't go out if the synagogue loses power. But every synagogue, pretty much every synagogue has one of these uh, that burns. Uh, continuously uh, or is lit continuously in memory of that menorah because the original menorah is no more uh, but the other way it's lived on is in the Hanukkah now the Hanukkah is different than the menorah that was in the temple because the Hanukkah one most of the Hanukkahs you'll see are much smaller uh, you know because people want to put them like on their windowsill or on their table which you obviously can't do with like a giant menorah uh, and the other uh, Differences are that that menorah burned olive oil, while now most Hanukkiahs to fit in your home uh, will burn uh, home uh, will burn candles instead. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why we have the candles today. Um, and the other thing is in the number of arms. Uh, now the menorah then had seven. There were uh, three on each side and one in the middle, and they were all at equal height. On a Hanukkiah today, there's nine. Uh, there's nine branches. Usually there's one in the center and four on each side uh, mounted on arcs. That's like the arch typical image you'll see when you think of one. Uh, Is that but, for the eight days? Yes, then... yes, that's why. Because uh, to remember the eight days. Uh, but uh, also one will be higher than the others. Uh, and usually that one's in the middle, but not always. There's some flexibility. Uh, and I'll explain that uh Actually, I should probably explain that now. So, yes. So every so every night, uh, the Hanukkah, which is often in English referred to as a menorah, even though it's different from the original temple menorah, uh, but every each for each night of Hanukkah, it is lit uh, with the corresponding number of uh, candles. Uh, now we don't count that one candle that's raised, which is known as the shamish, which means helper, and it's used to light the other candles. Mm -hmm. So because the Hebrew language is written from uh, right to left, uh, the opposite of English, uh, you load the candles from, uh, from right to left. Uh, so like on the first night, you'll light the shamish, and then you'll have one candle on the rightmost side. And then you'll light that with, so you'll light the shamish, and then you'll light the other one with the shamish. Hmm. Uh, and then, 
The next night, you'll load two candles in, but here's the thing, you don't light them from right to left, you light them then from left to right so that the most recently added candle gets lit first. Huh. And you do this for eight nights until, you know, the whole thing is loaded uh, with all of the candles. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's nine candles burning, the shamish plus uh, the eight for the nights. So... Is it in relation to do with, like, the story? Of yes, the... yes, that, that's why. Uh, because it... the oil burned for eight days uh, in the Hanukkah miracle story. Uh, the or That's why we celebrate Hanukkah for eight nights, and that's why we light the menorah that way. Now, the, as I mentioned, the most common design you'll see, and probably one most people think of when they think of a menorah or a Hanukkah, is with one candle in the center and a series of, like, concentric arcs. Uh, below right. it that hold up the other candles four on each side but there is also some flexibility like sometimes you'll see one where the eight candles are like on the bottom row and the shamish is like raised up in the back the only mm. the well i guess the biggest rule is that the shamish is raised above the others somehow and uh that the other eight are level you you said shamish means helper yes it means helper and it's the candle you light first uh like with a match or a lighter and then use to light the other candles there's something really sweet and wholesome that that's what that's called like i just i don't know something about that's just very pleasant and nice a little helper <laughs> Mm -hmm. I just I think that's very sweet. Sorry, I just wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so when one lights the candles, there is of course a blessing for it, as for many uh, events in Judaism. Uh, and so once the candles are lit, uh, and the candles are lit, typically, traditionally, they're supposed to be lit at sundown. Uh, because, and the reason for this is because in the uh, Jewish calendar system. Uh, the next day is considered to begin when the sun sets. Like, that's when a day begins, is oh. at sunset. Uh, so it's, so, you know, it's like, uh, it's when the day is considered to begin. Uh, and so we light the candles then. But in practice, that's all obviously not always practicable. So sometimes it's like a little bit after sunset. Uh, but traditionally, it's supposed to be lit at, uh, at sundown. Uh, when three stars are visible, hmm. do you okay. do you do you leave that the tends candles? to be a little longer with like our light pollution? Do, do you leave the candles burning or? Uh, yes, uh, typically one leaves the candle is supposed to leave the candles uh, burning uh, until they've burned themselves out, uh, which is why often uh, in many modern circumstances, people will uh, place down, you know, a sheet of like aluminum foil below both to catch wax drippings for uh, safety and for safety. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, and uh, because uh, often people will place these like on their windowsill or on their table. Uh, and and so that's uh, what we do with the candles. And that brings us very well to uh, the modern day uh, celebrations and traditions uh, that surround Hanukkah, uh, which is really, you know, the fun part. Uh, so uh, and of course, uh, the thing about Hanukkah is that of the Jewish holidays, because it's not in like the Old uh, Testament, uh, there's a fair amount of like leeway about how it gets uh, celebrated. Uh, and so different families will often create like their own traditions of like how they do things or the way that uh, or like the way that they decorate or uh, what foods they make. Uh, 
and a lot of that's also influenced by you know which sort of subpopulation uh they come from uh that that's uh, something i'll explain in a bit because i think someone asked a question specifically about that huh. uh um wait so I, the I, hanuka right is that the right word for it hanukia hanukia um uh is that the thing hanukkah is uh is, uh, well, it's, it's a term or? derived yeah. from the name of Hanukkah. Okay. The, the word so. for the, the name Hanukkah is itself uh, derived from another uh, word. So you see, in Hebrew, most words uh, are derived from uh, what are from three consonant roots. Uh, that is from three consonants. And Arabic does a similar thing, I believe. Uh, that. If, uh, where you know most root words will be derived from these roots and the the roots for hanukkah is uh and we just pronounce these roots as the consonants chet nun chaf uh which means to dedicate because hanukkah is commemorating how the uh, maccabees uh rededicated the temple hmm. uh and i i forgot to mention this earlier also but the word maccabee means hammer in hebrew oh I, I did want to ask one more question about yeah. the candles. Um, when they burn down, do you replace them the next night? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay. Uh, yes, oh. every night you load new candles into uh, your menorah. Uh, and, uh, and that's why, uh, for instance, when you buy a box of Hanukkah candles, uh, that's why there's the number uh, that there are. Oh. Uh, because our... Oh, that makes our, sense. And... That's really clever. That they just like to to sell them as the amount you need. That's nice. Yeah, that's cool. Usually, uh, yeah. So usually, uh, when you buy Hanukkah candles, you'll buy a box that has forty four of them, because that's how many you'll need, uh, for all need uh for all the nights of Hanukkah. Huh. Uh, is you'll right. you'll need forty four of them. Uh, I had a question because I remember seeing something earlier. Because it was from the Catholic Church, which is a great start to this question. <laughs> yeah, <about laughs> <that>. God. <laughs> but um, oh, forgive me. This um, there was this um bas relief, I think. Of I, th it looks like Greek looters carrying off the menorah. Yeah. It, there, I remember seeing somebody claiming that for some reason. The Roman, uh, the Pope still has it somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, if he does have it, I, I know a lot of people who'd like it back. <laughs> Although we've got no more temple to put it in, so I that mean, might you, be an issue. You you never know. If we we no longer have the, a temple to put it in. With the with the way the Vatican keeps, I mean, the Vatican hoards artifacts like fucking nothing else they right? give the british museum a run for its money yeah so like yeah. i don't think that's implausible i don't i won't claim yeah, it's true that, or not i, I, I would i would be curious they're to... talking about a different menorah because the thing is the greeks uh the seleucid greeks weren't the only ones to take the menorah because you know we made a new one after that and someone else right. took that one too um right. possible they have a later menorah uh, that was taken because uh the story of hanukkah as i mentioned happened in pre-christian times right uh, right times uh like you know a about 100 years before that so well i won't rule it out that the vatican has it to me it seems implausible but oh, okay. I, I really don't know because i'm you know uh, not an expert on because 
as far as I'm aware, no one knows what happened to that menorah uh, specifically, but maybe they have a different menorah. Yeah, if so, uh, again, I'm sure there's uh, many people who'd like it back, even though there's yeah. now no, even though there's no place to put it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but... I just remember seeing it because they were like, oh, get ready to celebrate Hanukkah and the picture oh. of the link was this relief of looters taking yeah, the menorah away. That's not really the thing we want for Hanukkah. Yeah, right. no, that is the opposite, actually. Turn that... it around, reverse <laughs> yeah, that's it. The whole thing about, although, to, to be fair, we wouldn't have had the miracle of Hanukkah if the menorah hadn't been taken. But yeah. still, that doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that doesn't mean please take more menorahs. That, please that's don't not take the menorahs. <laughs> look, 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 look. Uh, okay, now, now I'm desp- Now I'm just picturing like uh, in the modern day, like me standing somewhere with a menorah, saying like "Come and take it." You know, like they say about like gun, like "Come and take this menorah." I, I joke, I, I joke, but in yeah. reality, uh, that's actually you know kind of a serious thing due to like the persecution of, of Jews course, throughout history, and so the menorah has often been like a very important item for us that you know we keep with us uh, and carry with us you know when we have to flee places so often many jewish families you know will have like an old menorah that was you know that their family you know was able to uh you know sneak out of some country where they were persecuted uh so many many families will have like a menorah for which that's the case uh, and that's special the fleeing menorah one of, one uh, of the, the one things... they brought like because often these people ended up having to escape places and couldn't carry much right one of the things something I... you'll notice if you learn about a lot of jewish holidays is there's a lot of them that center around fleeing from different places uh like for instance passover which uh we'll talk about when passover comes around i guess I do want to say with the 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 awareness that many Jewish families will have like a family menorah that's been in their family a very long time. One of the things I think is most beautiful about Judaism from all I've learned so far is the number of lines that Jewish people have back to their past, to their ancestors. And many of us do have those lines, but also many of us don't, because for don't. a lot of us that was destroyed. Which is uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, in my case, uh, I am... Uh, Unlike many uh, American Jews, my I am not a direct descendant of Holocaust survivors. My my family was very fortunate in that they were able to uh, come to the United States in the decades prior to the Holocaust, uh-huh. and as such, uh, avoided it. Uh, they were living in the United States by the time Hitler came to power and also didn't live in Germany. Uh, but uh, even before that, uh, but... Uh, it is, ve- but for many Jewish families, you know, we we treasure these links to the past that we do have because often many don't have that much because it was destroyed. Uh, like uh, if you look at a Jewish family tree, you'll often find for a lot of us, and myself included, even though I mentioned I'm not a direct descendant, you'll often find uh, find uh, that like there's an awful lot of branches that end in the early 1940s. Yeah, oh, dear. Like, even though, as I mentioned, I'm not a direct descendant, there's entire branches of, like, my extended family, you know, like, first cousins, three or four times removed, second cousins, and so on, who uh, were killed in the Holocaust, and, like, entire branches of the family were decimated. That is how genocide works. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 f- I feel the compulsion to offer condolences, though I don't think it would do much, but, like, that's just... <laughs> That's sad, but and uh, 
so to get back to Hanukkah, because Hanukkah is yes. uh, predominantly supposed to be a, cel a celebratory holiday rather yes, than uh, one about uh, mourning the dead. There, there's enough holidays already about mourning the dead. Um, but uh, but so Hanukkah. Uh, again, so getting back to what I was saying about the menorah. So the menorah is kind of considered to be widely like a symbol of Hanukkah or even a symbol of Judaism uh, in general because. Uh, well, because uh, it's a widely known holiday, even though it's a very minor holiday, which, uh, as I mentioned, is a common misconception. A lot of uh, non-Jews, uh, especially those who grew up in like Christian majority societies, uh, such as the United States, uh, end up believing that Hanukkah is in some way analogous to Christmas or uh, that or that, you know, it's comparable in scale to Christmas, even though it's a very minor holiday, when really the only things they happen to have in common mainly are that modern iterations have something to do with gifts and uh, that uh, they happen to be around the same time most years. Now, now I'll explain that calendar thing I said I'd talk about earlier. So the Hebrew calendar, so first off, uh, the calendar most of the world uses nowadays is the Gregorian calendar. Uh, which was devised by the Catholic Church in the 16th century by Pope Gregory. Uh, and the Gregorian calendar is a solar calendar. Uh, it marks the length of the year based on the sun. Right. Uh, now, what this and uh, also uses things like leap years to keep things in line. Now, the Hebrew calendar is what's known as lunisolar. That means that the length of the month and the months are determined by the moon, uh, hmm. the phases of the moon determining the month. Uh, but uh, when this, uh, however, uh, to keep it roughly in line with. Uh, the seasons, because for a long time this would have been used as a agricultural calendar by many, uh, to keep it roughly in line with the seasons and keep the holidays roughly around the same place, it inserts leap months every few years. So the length of the year varies by quite a bit. It's not like, you know, add a day here or not. It's adding entire months some years. So uh, the holidays relative to the Gregorian calendar move around a lot. Uh, so, so can it be assumed that there are, are like rabbis and, and Jewish people then who still track the, the Jewish calendar? Well, yeah, that's when all the holidays are. We, we use that holiday. We use the Hebrew calendar to, to measure all of our holidays, which is why they move around relative right. to the to the Gregorian calendar. Uh, like why Hanukkah happens at a different time. Uh <laughs> Like, uh, for instance, uh, sometimes Hanukkah comes, you know, relatively late on the Gregorian calendar. Uh, like, for instance, uh, when it when the calendars line up that way and sometimes overlaps with Christmas, huh. uh, which is uh, which a lot of Jews quite like because often uh, schools and businesses will give time off for Christmas, uh, but not for Hanukkah, meaning that if it overlaps with Christmas, you know, you get a few days off for it. Like when I was a kid, I used to love it when Hanukkah overlapped with Christmas because my school had a Christmas break and it meant that, you know, I could be with my family. Yeah, during I that always time. noticed that when it didn't link up, nobody ever gets time off for those days. And it's similar with any 
Well, thing it's that kind of that way with any holiday. Jewish holiday. Uh, Hanukkah is probably not one of the ones most people would request time off for because it's, as mentioned, a very minor holiday. Right. And it's not one of the ones where you're restricted from working. There are certain holidays where one is traditionally restricted from working, uh, but Hanukkah is not one of those. Uh, so oh, yeah. Hanukkah in the Hebrew calendar is marked as uh, the starting the 25th of Kislev. Uh, which is one of the months of the Hebrew calendar, which means that although it varies, it usually falls within the Gregorian month of December. Do you, uh, do you know what Kislev means, or does it just mean this month? Like, is it... uh, Kislev, uh, the meaning of Kislev uh, is, of, uh, as a month, uh, is it, month, uh, is that I... I actually don't know this off the top of my head, but I can oh. check uh, if you'll oh, just give I me a moment. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, it looks kidding. like the name of the month is itself a name, but uh, it derives uh, from the Hebrew root, uh, but it derives from a Hebrew root, like I mentioned, uh, that means hope huh. or positivity. Hmm. That's uh, good. That, that seems nice like the right time. month for... Because for one would hope for rains, traditionally. Uh, but, uh, so yes, so Hanukkah starts the 25th. And as I mentioned, the day starts on sundown. Uh, or is it sundown? Uh, but, so because uh, it's off of a different calendar, does that mean your guys' New Year also, like, tends well, to the, be... the, the Jewish New Year is uh, called Rosh Hashanah. Oh, right, right. Ah, that's what that is. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we have our own new year, uh, and, uh, we're in our own months, uh, for instance, uh, today's date in the Hebrew calendar is, uh, the 23rd of Kislev 5782. Huh. 5782? Yes, that's the year. Oh, wow, wow. Right, because, uh, of course, this is in, quite an old calendar, fairness, isn't it? the calendar doesn't quite go back that far. The The year zero on it is based on some uh, idea of when the world supposedly began, according to people a few thousand years ago. The oh, calendar well, itself enough. has not actually existed for 5,000 years. Still, though, <laughs> it is it is quite old, older than the Gregorian. It's, it's, an old, it's, an old, it's older than the Gregorian calendar, but also there were, for a while, several calendars that were standardized about 1,000 years ago. Huh. Right. Okay. Uh, so it's older than the Gregorian calendar, but not five thousand years. Not old. five. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was um, thinking like five thousand years. That's is the rough estimate. Yeah. <laughs> it's not five thousand years old. No. Um, that, like it's only twenty twenty one. That's a long. Well, it's like how the Gregorian calendar was established in the sixteenth century, but marks the year zero as the supposed birth date of Jesus. Yeah. Right. Think of it that way. Uh, I, I said not to make analogies like that, but in this case, I think it's okay because we're just talking about calendars. Yeah, yeah, we're not specifically uh, comparing. So, the the, so this ca specific calendar is not five thousand seven hundred years old, um, but that's, <laughs> like that's the we, year that's in it. Um, we managed to go on a like a related tranche. We did. still uh, we kept but, it but on so track. The, the Hebrew calendar. Uh, in, so the Hanukkah moves around. And the latest right. I've ever seen it, you know, is extending into the beginning of January. And uh, the earliest that I've ever seen it was in 2013. Hmm. Because in 2013, Hanukkah was early enough as to overlap directly with Thanksgiving. Uh, well, that's real early. <laughs> which so... is extremely, which is extremely rare. Uh, and because the calendar is slowly slipping, uh, won't happen again for about an estimated seventy thousand years. <laughs> but uh, assuming we're still using the same calendar, then, uh, then it'll, be... it'll happen again. But uh, 
But so in 2013, it was a big deal because this doesn't happen often. It used to happen more often, but the calendars have somewhat slipped a little bit. Uh, The calendar moves and slips a little like now and then, right? But yeah, like it's yeah. it's not likely that that Han- Hanukkah would ever, for instance, like happen in like March or something. Well, in a few thousand years, it will. But oh, oh. so okay, so it will. That's interesting. Well, in thousands okay. and thousands of, of years, course. and that's huh. assuming that we don't change the calendar by then to correct it. Um, sure. Because because again, calendars get updated from time to time to correct. Like well, uh, how the Gregorian just... calendar itself is an update of the Julian calendar, which was out of sync uh, and skipped ten days to get things back in sync. Was well, yeah, because like calendars are, are, you know, they're just for people to keep track of days. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like, and uh, many calendars, such as these two, are you are supposed to be roughly in line with the agricultural year to help people with crop planning. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, some calendars aren't really lined up with the agricultural year. Like, if I recall correctly, and again, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I am. The Islamic calendar is not connected to like the solar year, so it moves around a lot. Mm-hmm. so like sometimes their holidays will be in totally different seasons uh fascinating yeah that's, so hanukkah I've... is usually a winter hall is a winter holiday for now but in a few thousand years unless the calendar gets corrected it could end up in another month it'll but be yeah, like the, the earliest i've seen it in my in my lifetime uh was in 2013 when it uh overlapped with thanksgiving and everyone made a big deal of it and called it thanksgivinga Oh please don't, America! That was actually a term that people called it. Uh, oh, because oh, oh American Christians, please no. Please well, actually, no. it was Jews calling. Was that. it Jews? Oh, really? Okay, yeah, thank yeah. God. okay, well that's that's fine then. Yeah, because we thought it was funny that it overlapped that, is hilarious. that way. Okay, um, I just I, I have don't this... think I don't think most Christians knew. I have this horrible fear of everything that could possibly be attributed to Christians. Oh, trust I know me, if... we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that. Because <laughs> I know if it is attributed to Christians, it's going to be like the most offensive shit. Let, no, no, Thanksgiving just... UK, no one I think really found offensive. Okay. It, was just, it was just kind of that a, is, that a is coincidence a that won't happen again in anyone's lifetime. Do, do um, Jewish people like it, it give thanks? Um, like what is uh, is Hanukkah well, about? Well, like celebrating what you have? Uh, and... No, no, it's not about that. No. Okay. I, uh, I, 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 I so Hanukkah is about celebrating the miracle of the rededication the of the temple. Okay, so that it's okay. <laughs> so uh, as for whether Jews celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, well, in the United States, a, a lot of American Jews do celebrate Thanksgiving as like a secular holiday. Sure. Because uh, because okay. it's not like a religious holiday. Uh, that's what I was but, trying to ask. So, so, Sorry, so if like, you're asking if America, if Jews celebrate Thanksgiving, well, in the United States, a lot of American Jews, uh, such as myself, uh, do celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, right. Like, uh, you know, growing up, uh, my family did celebrate Thanksgiving uh, as like a not as a religious holiday, but as like a secular holiday. Yeah, because uh, it's not, you know, necessarily a religious holiday. Uh, and uh Although a lot of but, uh, Jews like myself also are very critical of uh, Thanksgiving because oh, yes. uh, there's a there's a long history of like solidarity between like Jews and Native Americans. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I don't want to like be celebrating their genocide. Yeah, that's right? I don't celebrate. Uh, so uh, like either. so. Like, I so as for so yes so some Amer- so many American Jews do celebrate Thanksgiving but not as like a religious holiday, um, and there's like, not like a Jewish holiday that's analogous. Uh, I mean, there are holidays that include components about thanks, and that's kind of how every prayer starts is about thanks. Oh, fair. Um, I, I I apologize. I'm not trying to like compare uh, this to Thanksgiving. I, 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 I know, I know, but I, I'm just saying Hanukkah and Thanksgiving are not at all the same. Okay. Uh, not. 
but they happened to overlap once. Okay. Uh, I was just curious if there was any themes that did there, There's no real theme that matches up uh, other than that, like, a lot of people like to spend both with uh, communities, I guess. But that's kind of lots of holidays. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But, but that, that describes, like, a lot of different holidays. Like, Judaism is very much a religion about community uh, for holidays. I just want to say again, also, I really appreciate that how much I can ask you and and how much i can learn like i really appreciate what you're willing to teach us thank you yeah like it's so refreshing to learn Mm -hmm. from somebody who's so passionate about what's going on and their culture and i really enjoy spending this time with you guys yeah so uh so uh, as for the calendar thing, so yes, so Hanukkah does move around somewhat relative to the Gregorian calendar because the Hebrew calendar uh, moves around a lot uh, mm-hmm. and stays roughly in sync with the agricultural year, but will slip over thousands of years uh, unless we correct it, which could happen. I, I don't know. Um, sure. I can't predict the future. Uh, <laughs> or can you? <laughs> Look, look, look I'll, I'll leave that. I'll leave that one to uh, the Zohar scholars. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you mentioned way back, way that, back, <laughs> that the celebration tends to be different from family to family. So, yeah. what's the general like? Could you give us an idea of how okay. it's usually All right. celebrated? So, uh, so, uh, so I'd, I'd like to. So I, I can tell you how my family celebrated it, which I think was yeah. fairly typical of uh, many uh, Ashkenazic Jewish families. Well, uh, now, first off, uh, I should I should probably explain what that word means. Yes. So uh, after the destruction of the Second Temple uh, right. during the first century, uh, the Romans forced the Jews out, uh, and we kind of spread out throughout the world as a diaspora. Right. Uh, so different populations, you know, settled in different places, created new like languages, uh, created new traditions, like uh, fusing with like local traditions, made new culinary traditions. Uh, and although uh, most of these different groups still have like similar holidays and many things in common, we also do have like differences in like how we might celebrate holidays or what foods we eat uh, or what languages we speak Uh if i could just interject for a moment to ask for clarification uh, a diaspora is like a cultural group but not necessarily a geographical group diaspora refers to when you have or... like a cultural group that's like spread out uh beyond like their ancestral okay. beyond like it's often used to refer to groups that are primarily existing as a diaspora like how how most jews kind of live scattered throughout the world uh, right. to this day uh, with the largest concentrations, uh, with there being a few large concentrations, uh, but also um, we're kind of we're kind of everywhere. Like if okay. you look up a list of like countries by Jewish population, virtually every country has like at least a few of us. <laughs> I mean, that's I a just smart way to like. I, I appreciate yeah, it's more because we keep getting chased out of different ones, so we end up kind of everywhere. <laughs> I think that word might be a little esoteric for common parlance, so I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah that that's fine. And uh, in yeah, case no, I definitely. Audience also gonna ask. It might be helpful uh, to, to know what a diaspora is. So mm-hmm. it basically means we kind of spread out throughout the world. So there are several main like subpopulations, although things have changed somewhat in the modern era because there's a lot more, you know, moving around and people, you know, move to different countries and immigrate and, uh, and you know, uh, 
know, in different subpopulations meet each other that had been separated. So things are a little different now, uh, but a lot of Jews today have different, uh, you know, culinary or social traditions influenced by, uh, you know, where their ancestors lived, you know, a few hundred years ago. Uh, and so some of these subpopulations include... Uh, Ashkenazi Jews, uh, which is what I am, uh, which means that my ancestors lived in Eastern Europe. Uh, okay. And uh, specifically, my uh, my main ancestry on my mother's side uh, lived in what are now the countries of Poland, Belarus, uh, Ukraine, and Russia. Oh. Uh, so, like, uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, up, uh at the time they lived there, it was different. Uh, my mother's side of the family mostly uh, immigrated to the United States during like the 1910s and 20s. Uh, but uh, so that's my ancestry. Uh, but there's also a, and so when people think Jewish uh, or think of, yes, uh, Jewish stereotypes, uh, usually they're thinking of Ashkenazic Jews. Uh, that is, uh, you know, uh, Eastern European Jews, because that's the majority of the Jews worldwide. Uh, about uh, 70-some percent of us uh, are Ashkenazic. Uh, and so people often ignore the other subpopulations, which is unfortunate, because I'll admit, like, as, like, an Ashkenazi Jewish person, uh, that I don't know as much about, like, Sephardic uh, or other populations' traditions. Uh, Sephardic being uh, the Jews that lived in, like, Southern Europe, like uh, Spain, Italy, Greece, uh, France. Uh, like, Nice. Uh, I don't know as much about what, French France? Jews. Uh, oh, okay. sorry, I, I don't know as much about the. Or, for instance, I don't know as much about like the Maghrebi Jews that lived in Northern Africa, or the Mizrahi Jews of the Middle East, or the Bukharans mm. of Central Asia, or the Kaifeng Jews of China, uh, or you know all the other various subpopulations that kind of spread out throughout uh, Eurasia and Africa. Uh, so I admit I don't know as much about their traditions, but for this episode, I did some research. Uh, but uh, so so I admit there is like a bias in Jewish communities because the Ashkenazi Jews are the majority to talk mostly about those traditions. Uh, so uh, different uh, subpopulations of different traditions, but uh, seeing as the majority of Jews are Ashkenazic and that's the uh, traditions that I know the best, uh, I can talk a little bit about what my family did uh, to celebrate. Uh now, uh, first off, uh, now, so in terms of food, because uh, food is a big part of, well, every Jewish holiday, except for the ones where we fast, mm. uh, but food is a big part of our culture. Uh, I think that's kind of the way it is for lots of cultures, uh, but uh, it's definitely true for Jewish culture. Uh, so... Some of the foods we eat are, so because uh, the miracle of Hanukkah has to do with oil, it is traditional to eat, uh, for many different Jewish populations, to eat things uh, fried in oil for Hanukkah. Oh, that sounds like good food. <laughs> so, oh uh, for instance, uh, in my family, we would often eat latkes, which are uh, mm. these little uh, pancakes made out of uh, made out of potatoes, um, and they're very tasty. But yeah. uh, there is one... Uh, <laughs> There is one conflict uh, that exists within the Jewish community that we always argue about every year on Hanukkah. And Sorry, that is, 
<laughs> laughing really hard at the stone femboy couldn't keep in the like fuck yeah <laughs> yeah, so I leaned really far back the second Lodkas were mentioned because I was like, oh. Uh, I'm sorry, but as you, as you were saying, my apologies. So I, I just um, say it and you're all going to start moaning. <laughs> um, you y- were y'all saying are, y'all are uh, too hungry for someone to put their shamish in you. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. You were saying big, there was a big argument that so, uh, so every the, year. The, the big schism <laughs> that exists in our community about latkes is whether you put sour cream or applesauce on them. I saw that and I was confused. And so here's the thing. So uh, can I can I share the story uh, that you shared, Vera, about sour cream and coffee? Oh no. I, I, can, can I share it? I okay. want to hear this now. Go for it. Okay, so so uh, Vera mentioned that uh, she accidentally put <laughs> sour cream in coffee. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, uh, so so I made a joke about, like, well, it's better than putting applesauce in. Well, this is what I was referring to. Oh. Is the split uh, <laughs> uh, is so the fact that, uh, di- that every year there's sort of like a friendly rivalry of sorts uh, in the community between people who prefer to put sour cream on latkes versus who prefer to put applesauce on them. So... Real quick, I have to ask: Did you taste the sour cream coffee? Yes. Was it bad? It, <laughs> it was, was bad. It right? was so bad. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. My personal preference is, of course, uh, for sour cream. So I admit I am biased here. <gasps> I can't believe you're a creamer. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> look, look, not a saucer. <laughs> look. <laughs> Listen, it and makes sense. I knew you. Okay, okay, okay. How about is there is there a group of the argument though that like everyone hates, which is the people who use both? Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> God. Also, yes. I apologize to every Jewish both. person. I apologize to every Jewish person for just creating the slang creamer. <laughs> uh, oh, okay, but, but you know when you said that, I thought of something else, right? <laughs> we all yeah. were thinking of yeah. something else. That came out, and then I, my yeah, brain I, I went, was, oh. I was thinking about uh, the, the shamish, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, the shamish, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Wait, uh, and, and the thing is, this isn't even the hungry, the, even the horniest Tonica dish. <laughs> oh, it's oh, not. Explain. <laughs> We're, we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But like, side question: um, <laughs> Is there a correlation between like? Because you mentioned there is different groups of Jews. So, yeah. is there a correlation between which groups of Jews uh, tend to lean towards more like sour cream? I, I don't know. Uh, Alexa, I, I don't know. But as I mentioned, like a lot of these different groups also have their own foods. Uh, like, uh, for instance, uh, because of like different ingredients being available or different influences from like local cuisine. Sure. Um, so, uh, for instance, I, I did some research for this episode, and I found, uh, for instance. Uh, uh, that many Sephardic Jews uh, have different uh, have different foods. So Sephardic again is uh, those from southern uh, uh, those from southern Europe. Uh, so their food is like influenced by that, uh, and what ingredients right. are available there. So they for Hanukkah eat things like kasola, uh, which I might be pronouncing wrong. Apologies to any uh, Sephardic listeners, um, which are sweet cheese pancakes. 
buñuelos, which are like fritters with an orange glaze. Uh, Keftes de espinaca, spinach patties, which uh, is like probably influenced by Greece and uh, spanakopita. Uh, uh, Keftes de prasa, uh, which is uh, leek patties. Um, Or... And so they have their own foods. Uh, but again, you see there's that commonality of like being fried in oil. So you see yeah. like a lot of different fritters and fried pancakes. Uh, and Oh my God. Sorry, just like my brain immediately went to like Hispanic Jews. And I, like my first thought was like salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I, salsa I am not Sephardic, so I will not comment on... Uh, <laughs> So I will not comment on that, but I I mean, there are Jews around the world, so probably some do eat salsa, although a more, although a more well-known traditional dish among uh, many Middle Eastern Jews uh, would be, uh, that would be potentially comparable, uh, would be shakshuka. Mm -hmm. And shakshuka is not a Hanukkah thing, but it's something you reminded me of. Shakshuka uh, is well it's eaten by non-jews as well but it's uh eggs poached in tomatoes olive oil peppers onions and garlic so that's why you reminded me of it um and uh while it's not exclusive to jews many middle eastern jews traditionally eat it because as i mentioned a lot of these like subgroups cuisines were influenced by what surrounded them i just want to say i am so just hungry now fucking hungry yeah yeah All of this food sounds so yeah, good. Jewish and it's a, food is wonderful. Like, it's just like uh, my one of my coworkers is Jewish, and she promised to make me lot because, and now I'm really hungry, and I want to be at work, <laughs> which is rare. <laughs> Anyway, I've, now that I've made everyone horny about latkes, uh, I can tell you about the even hornier Hanukkah foods. Yes, yes. feel free. Well, yeah. uh, so another popular Hanukkah food that I believe originally uh, comes from uh, Poland and Germany uh, is the sufganiot, uh, which uh, or the singular is sufganiot, plural is sufganiot, uh, which are uh, which are jelly donuts. Uh, oh. And the reason those are horny uh, is because of the slang meaning that is ascribed to jelly donuts. What? What, what uh, is that? The, well, it's not a slang meaning that specifically exists in Hebrew, but it's one that my brain definitely applies to it. A cream pie? Filled. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Stuffed? No, I'm I'm thinking of pussy. <laughs> oh. Jelly donut. So, you know, if you... Uh, so, yeah. you know, uh, if you're... you're next time you're eating sufganiot, you will have to think of this because I told you. Now, admittedly, <laughs> this is something that mainly exists in my head because I think of that every time. <laughs> and, I'm, and I am, you know, not the average person so probably most people are blissfully unaware of this but uh every time because i saw that used as like a slang term once now i have to think of it every time i'm Mm. glad you've chosen to to put this into the world and i support you yeah. Now every now now you all are are given the same curse i am uh but of course uh you can also uh potentially use it as a pickup line and get really confused looks hey baby are your pants sticky or is that a is that a jelly donut uh, okay, that's uh, not what I was thinking. But um, oh. ma'am, may I lick up your jelly donut? I don't know. I don't. Think any I'm not of you sure. Getting this. I don't understand either. In, in my Look, defense, at this point, I don't I'm know not, where I was trying to take this. In uh, my defense, I'm not good at pickup lines to begin with. So. Are any of us? No. 
No, we're all woefully terrible. The, the only pickup lines I know uh, are about guitars and how to uh, specifically about which pickups to use because I have a strong preference <laughs> for humbuckers. Oh, I thought you were going to say you're really good at fingering. Humbuckers? Oh, I, I, I am good at that. I, I, I am good at that, but that's I a hate, separate issue. I hate the tangent real hard here. But, but you see, the problem with guitars um, is that uh, if you're a guitarist, you can sometimes get sent to jail for fingering A minor. Hey, um, what is a humbucker, excuse me? Uh, so a humbucker is a kind of guitar pickup that has, so so uh, when you see like a guitar and you see like the uh -huh. pickups, you see like maybe one that looks sort is. of bar shaped. Um, what is a pickup? Uh, uh, the, the thing that, so picture an electric guitar. Right. Um, and you have like the, at the, often at the base of the neck or on the body, you'll have like these little bars that run across it. Oh, okay, okay. They have, like, the little dots often. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Okay. Those are pickups. What they do is they convert uh, the magnetic field created by the vibrating strings, or rather the change in the magnet, or actually, the, uh, more accurately, the vibrating strings change the magnetic field uh, around them, and the pickups pick that up and convert it to electrical signals, which can then be amplified. Yes. Uh, but uh, single-coil like pickups, everything. which are, like, the ones that have one row... Uh, uh, those, uh, uh, those have a bit of a problem with producing a hum. Um. Uh, and some people don't like that. Like, if you apply distortion, it sounds kind of bad, because you get, like, this hum in the background. But then, uh, if you put another one right next to it and wire them the opposite direction, they cancel each other out. Oh, hum. And that's a humbucker. Humbucker, you're bucking the hum. Yeah, I bucks get it the hum. Now. That's that's why it's called that. Holy oh, shit, it's literal. I didn't realize it is literal. It, <laughs> it's, to, it's to buck the hum. That's great. That's you like know everything. You're amazing. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm just a horny a lesbian guitarist. That's oh that's that's what brings us all of this. What are you what are you laughing at me about? I'm just you? saying that Kane has a kink for smart people. <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, listen. I'm listening. I think I just key smashed. <laughs> that was a verbal is a, king smash. A kink smash. <laughs> the thing is, Kane is smarter than High lets on. Yeah. Maybe, but like, I don't know. Listen, the point you is, have a I just like smart people. I have a I kink just, for smart, dumb people. Look, look, one, I, one word then. One word. Uh, or I two just, words, actually. Nairi Bakalian. Yeah, okay, fair play. Um, Speaking of which, uh, Nairi, if you're listening to this, uh, we would love to have you on the podcast just to make Kane super flustered. Uh, I, uh, that's, hey, that, you can't. Thank you for the demonstration. Thank you. Me and normal red face and shit. <laughs> Did like it wasn't, just break Kane? Like I wasn't already <laughs> blushing from just like spending a solid 15 straight seconds of air just telling Cthulhu how cool she is and how much I love I mean, listen, we've all been there. Cthulhu is such a smart per- this is turning into us just gushing about This is a Cthulhu is. appreciation episode? This is a simp for Cthulhu episode. It's, I mean, it, everyone should be. Yeah. Okay, we should... okay, okay, from from now on, the, the day that happens to be two days before the start of Hanukkah should be Cthulhu Appreciation Day, okay? Yes, yes. absolutely. For, for me. Um... We all go to where Lovecraft was buried 
and, and pee on his grave. I was gonna <laughs> say that. I was hoping that you'd come to my house, but whatever. Okay, we should probably circle back to <laughs> should probably circle back to the topic. I apologize for introducing this horny tangent about Sufgan Yot. I apologize. Oh, that was wonderful though. But in fairness, like horny. but in fairness, what you gotta admit though, though jelly donuts are kinda horny. They're very they horny. They're all full of sticky stuff. <laughs> They're, They're full, full of sticky stuff, stuff and they squirt. And someone had to good. someone had to hold him real firmly and shove a tube in there. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is not you getting back on track. <laughs> okay, okay, it sort of is. It sort of is. We're talking about the jelly donuts again, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we talk about how JFK said he wanted to be a jelly donut when uh, he was at the Berlin Wall? If I recall Wall? correctly, the term Berliner was also widely accepted as meaning like a person from Berlin. So most Germans didn't interpret it as a jelly donut. I choose yeah. to interpret it now that he wanted to be a well, pussy. Well, I believe the funniness of it is that he said, uh, Ich bin ein Berliner, which is I am a Berliner, which would typically be the phrasing for, like, if you're referring to a donut, if I mm. recall correctly. Because mm. I, I thought that, anyway, I, or I don't maybe speak, he said, I don't speak German, Berliner. so I, I don't know. Um, I, my German classes were years ago, I admit. So I, I speak no German. I, I can understand a little bit from my very vague knowledge of Yiddish, but uh but that's well yiddish is probably another good topic to mention yiddish was kind of a lingua franca of ashkenazic jews uh and as such ends up getting associated with jews as a whole uh which is most closely related to german but also has like a lot of uh vocabulary influences from hebrew and from slavic languages uh so that that's what and it's written with the hebrew writing system although slightly modified uh so that's what yiddish is for anyone who doesn't know so a lot of and it's also got like a lot of loan words that made its way into english well huh. well i'm well i'm at you know while we're while we're slightly on topic i have a question that i've wanted to ask for a while but keep forgetting yeah is it offensive to call a person a Jew, like, is it preferred to refer to Jewish so, people? Uh, we or? Have, so, differing Jews have different uh, viewpoints on this. Generally, okay. the word referring to someone as a Jew, uh, in my experience, isn't really necessarily considered offensive unless it's supposed to be like, uh, unless it's you know yelled like at someone insult. randomly as an insult. Yeah. Uh, but as like a noun, it can be used. Uh, there, there are offensive terms for Jewish people. Oh, there are oh, quite course. a few of them. Of uh, in general, uh, so I kind of use uh that i kind of refer to myself as a jew or as a jewish person uh etc uh but the, i just want but the, to make the sure reason but so it, it's not really offensive unless you're using it like offensively like you know for instance to call someone a dirty jew would be offensive right, or a jew, or to call someone a jew boy would be offensive i uh, well so so the reason i asked is because as a non-jew uh, in America, which is not a great place for uh, learning how to be respectful to Jewish people. It is not, no. Um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know for sure. And like, as a non-Jew, I want to be respectful. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. And of course, there's also differing terms that exist for non-Jewish people, uh, which uh, thus far, I've not really, I've ma I mainly refer to non-Jewish people as non-Jews, just because sure. I feel like that's a neutral term that no one's going to consider offensive. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but, uh, so, or non-Jewish people, uh, etc. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. So I just, the other I, things we so I appreciate it. So the other thing beyond food is there's other uh, traditions uh, as well. Uh, for instance, uh, there's 
for instance, uh, there's one more food I didn't mention, but that's really good, and that is gelt. Gelt. Uh, gelt is little uh, chocolate coins oh, that yeah. are typically wrapped in metal foil, and uh, you eat these during Hanukkah. Uh, but you can also play games with them. My yeah. Games. Uh, and this is where the dreidel comes into play. Now, the dreidel uh, appears to originate from uh, the from the uh, 16th or 17th century in Germany. Uh, but the dreidel is sort of a Jewish adaptation of a top game that originated there. Uh, and so a dreidel, for those who don't know, uh, uh, you could look up a picture, but it's uh, a four-sided spinning top um, that, that has uh, Hebrew letters written on the side. Um, and the way you, and the way it works is uh, uh, you spin it and you see what, and when it lands, because the sides are flattened, you see like what letter is facing up. Uh, now, there are four letters on it. Uh, on it, Nun, Gimel, Hey, and Shin, uh, which are from the Hebrew writing system and mm -hmm. uh, stand for Nes Gadol Hayasham, which means a great miracle happened there. Huh. That's cute. Oh, and that's refers beautiful. to the miracle of Hanukkah. Now, when you play the game, though, the letters mean something else uh, oh. from their Yiddish meanings, uh, which is that so you start by giving every by placing uh, some of the chocolate coins in the center, uh, which is known as the pot. Uh, oh. uh, and it doesn't have to be like a literal cooking pot. It could just be a pile in the middle. Yeah, like um, the pot in, in like poker yeah. or whatever. Yes, exactly. Um, and so you go in a circle taking turns to spin the dreidel. And uh, if you and uh, you do a different thing depending what it lands. If it lands gimel, you take everything in the pot. Uh, mm -hmm. If it lands hay, you take half of what's in the pot. If it lands on nun, uh, you do nothing. And if it lands on shin, you put one of your coins in. And uh, when the pot is empty, uh, the rules vary based on who's playing, but usually uh, but usually you put in a certain number of coins from each player to create, you know, a new pot. Hmm. Uh, so there's really, always something in the really middle uh, and can mm -hmm. keep playing. Uh, but so so you keep playing uh either until people decide they're done and you see who has the most or until uh one person has all the guilt at which point they win oh. um and of course usually afterwards you unpeel you you know you unwrap them and you peel off the foil and you eat them nice i remember that's so fun that's really like that's like... just really sweet and fun we used to I play like that it. in like elementary school a lot because in i think it like the fourth grade, I had a teacher who taught us about Hanukkah. And granted, my memory is my memory, so I don't really have <laughs> a lot of it. I need to install more RAM. Uh, more but, dedicated wham. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember we used to... Oh, I could ram you. <laughs> <laughs> With the shamish. <laughs> yes, and then you'll be a jelly donut. <laughs> what was I talking about? Well, that was like seven callbacks in a row. <laughs> But um, we, we used to just play it like all like she taught us, obviously, during an early Hanukkah of one year. Mm -hmm. And we it was just so much fun to play with everybody. And now I want a dreidel and I want to play with the dreidel because I remember the song. 
It is a fun so, song. Uh, so, th- uh, I, I think I know which song you're thinking of. Yeah. So, uh, the thing is uh, that, so, Dreidel is a, is a very popular Hanukkah game. Uh, and additionally, it's one that many uh, non-Jewish people know about as well because of things like that. Like, uh, for instance, uh, when I was, you know, in elementary school, every year my mother, since I was, I went, I so backstories i i grew up in an area that really didn't have many jewish people mm-hmm. uh called the world um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh i i grew up in an area that d- didn't have many i was usually the only jewish person in my class um mm. so uh so for hanukkah and sometimes for other holidays like passover usually my mother would come in uh, and would like read the class a story about Hanukkah and uh, tell the class about Hanukkah and often they'd play dreidel. So that's that's what we did when I was growing up. So yeah, so a, a lot of non-Jews do know about it. Um, Are there other games? Uh, that's the main one. Uh, there, there do exist uh, some other games. Uh, however, uh, that's the main one. Uh, the main Jewish holiday for games is uh, names is Purim. Oh. uh which I, I will where it's traditional to hold a carnival but uh oh. that, that's that's another story if we ever do a porum special oh. but i do know something about that and it's one of my favorite pastries in the world i believe that is associated with porum which is hamantashen yeah so, so we can talk then. about that if we do a porum special <laughs> Wait, what, um, absolutely what is- what is hamantash? Uh, oh, uh, it's a three cornered pastry, pastry with like a filling inside that's usually yeah. like fruits or chocolate or something, oh. or poppy seeds and stuff. Like they're so poppy seeds, good. yeah. Uh, and they're, they're, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Look, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, it's, it's fine. I, I'm just uh, impressed that I've been able to get people moaning this quickly with just my voice. <laughs> Oh, you have okay. no idea how easy that is. I've had, I've had a long-lasting question. Uh, how long do y'all stay up for, uh, like, every night? Uh, usually normal, however long you stay up normally. Uh, yeah, it's usually it's, it's not a holiday where you, like, stay up super late. Yeah, but, it, like... It's not, no. It's one uh, of those things where, you, like, you play games during, like, during the well, day you, or you after... Can, uh, usually you'd play games after lighting the menorah, so after sundown, but could play them anytime. Okay. Yeah, well, this time of year in a lot of places in the world, sundown does come pretty early. Yeah, like uh, where, where I am right now, not to reveal my location too much, but the sun sets too early. Do you, no, do you have here. to... Um, when you say sundown, does that mean when the sun is completely gone? Or I mean when you can see going? three stars. When you can yeah. see, th- oh, okay, right. That's so. That's what you meant. If you can see three stars, that's in how the you sky, define that, when the sun oh. is when the sun is down and the new day has begun. Um, which sounds huh. backwards, but that's how it is in Judaism. No, hmm. I, I like that though. That's that's so. A cool way uh, to do it. That, that's how it works for all the holidays uh, in the calendar in general. Is you, when you see three stars. However, there are exceptions to the rules for if you live in the Arctic Circle or on a space station. What? I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> are you telling? Uh, I assume these are modern things that have they're, been developed. They're more modern innovations, okay. but uh, okay. <laughs> but there are there are uh, practices for that. If you live in the Arctic Circle, you're supposed to use the time for uh, whatever major city is like in the same time zone as you outside the Arctic Circle. Oh, okay. Um, so you're supposed to use when the sun when three stars are visible there. So, oh. like, if you're in, like, northern Alaska, you'd use, like, Anchorage. Uh, if you're in, uh, on the other hand, or if you're, like, uh, in, like, northern Norway, you'd use Oslo. Or 
So what if you were no. in like this uh, Antarctic circle? I believe you'd, well, you'd probably do the same thing for whatever major city is in the uh, same time zone as you again. So okay. uh, that's interesting. I, I have a, a very curious question. Yeah. Um, what are the rules for a space station? <laughs> uh, the rules for space stations are disputed, but do indeed exist. So, uh, the, the so there have been Jewish astronauts on the ISS, and sure. the main debate that exists uh, is since uh, so I, I believe what they ended up doing was using the time in Houston because that's where the mission control is. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, there was some debate over since the ISS uh, orbits the Earth every ninety minutes, whether they should count every ninety minutes as a day. Oh, <laughs> that would be fucking inconvenient. Well, wait, um, I have a question: How do they light the menorah in space if there's no gravity? Well, I assume they don't light candles on they a space don't station. Light candles oh. on a space I, I, station. I'm, I'm sure they. I would may guess have they probably seen. used like an electric version or something yeah. if they want to light a menorah. But but the reality <laughs> is, I, I just think it's an incredibly bad idea to light flames on a yeah. space station. Oh yeah, in a place where like a small gas leak will blow you all up. L listen, well, no. I was just like imagining a limited amount of oxygen. <laughs> it's not <laughs> candles. I do understand these are modern innovations. They are yes, but I do like to imagine like an ancient rabbi like. And if if they're in space, the, and then when somebody's like, Rabbi, what are you talking about, sir? Well, actually, what would happen is uh, someone in the congregation would stand up and say, actually, no, you... That's wonderful. That's so wonderful. There's a joke. There's a joke that, you know, if you put two rabbis on a desert island, you'll get three interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, I, lo I, I, lo I love that about Judaism, though. It's very like, different from uh, many other religions, I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, like, I love the discussion and the, the argument. It's so beautiful so, to me. So I realized I've been talking about Hanukkah celebration, but didn't mention gifts. Uh, oh, so yes. the gift giving is, as best I can tell, probably a more recent, more modern thing. Uh, but uh, traditional, but nowadays, it's very common to give uh, gifts uh, during Hanukkah, which are typically given after uh, lighting the menorah. Now, in many families, mine included, uh, the tradition is that uh, my parents would hide the gifts uh, <laughs> after lighting the menorah, and we would have to go find them, and they'd give us hints on how to find them, like, you know, you're hot, you're cold, you're huh. uh, uh, you're getting warmer. Uh, now, again, this, this is not, so, I don't know how universal this is uh, in terms of get, uh, find it, having the gifts hidden, but it's what my family did. That's so um, cute and wholesome. And uh, it's what I will probably do if I ever have kids, um, because it was something I enjoyed. Um, yeah. And so traditionally, and so there's no, again, this varies a lot from person to person, uh, but typically one is supposed to receive at least one gift for each of the eight nights, uh, whether that's like a big gift or a small gift. And there's no real hard rules about like when you get the big gifts or the small ones, Uh when I was, again, in my family, uh, when I was growing up, we used to, uh, we used to have, uh, have, uh, uh, we used to have usually one present that was really big and for, like, the whole family, uh, hmm. like, oh. uh, for instance, uh, one year that was a hermit crab. <laughs> Oh, like a, a family pet. Yeah. A little Hanukkah crab. Oh, the, so uh, 
yeah, it was just a normal crab. I don't think the crab knew about Hanukkah. Well, yeah, the crab but, like, was just... Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> the crab was Jewish. What was the name? What was uh, the name of, of the, the crab? The crab's name was Hermes, which I assume Aww. is a very common name for a hermit crab. In my defense, I was I was a kid. I I, I think I was, I think I was like ten or so when I when I named the crab. Um, that's really that's so cute. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, it, and uh, so. And so, uh, so that's the part about gifts. Uh, now, the thing is, because of Hanukkah's proximity to Christmas, there's a ton of commercialization attempts that spill over from... So I've heard a lot of Christians complain about how Christmas has been overly commercialized. Well, I'd like to complain about how that has spilled over to Hanukkah. Okay. Because Hanukkah is uh, not supposed to be a commercialized holiday at all, but uh, people decided to commercialize it. And in, in this case, in a way, I think it's... And I don't want to say like worse or anything, but it's more frustrating to me because for Christmas, the people doing the commercializing are probably Christians. For Hanukkah, it's like these non-Jewish people are doing all are like making all of these like very poorly designed things to try to sell to us for our holiday. Uh, like uh, I showed you this, like I'll, I'll link this on in the episode description. Uh this video of uh, poorly designed Hanukkah pillows from Bed Bath & Beyond that are like yeah. very obviously like Christmas pillows, but with slightly different designs on them. Yeah. yeah. I'm still thinking about like the deer one. Like there's no relation. Or, there, there's no relation at all. No, um, no. And it's not even a proper menorah. Or, or the, the one that says oy vey. Yeah. <laughs> oy vey is Yiddish for like, oh no. And it's like, why would you want a pillow that says, oh no? Oh, it? because the funny I, like, people in movies say it. That I, must I be honestly, a thing. Oh no. <laughs> I honestly think like you know, 100% Vera I, 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 Vera, I hate that you're probably right that that was their thought process. <laughs> I, I just want to say honestly, though, that a that a that a very like like nice looking well decorated pillow that says oy vey on it is just like a mood though <laughs> like well, i like understand that, it's like that I cartoon or the the comics that just end with oh no maybe <laughs> maybe the pillow is saying oh no I'm a bad Hanukkah pillow. Yeah. Maybe that's the pillow's yeah, internal fair, fair. model. That, I gotta admit, Oy, Oy Vey was kind of my reaction to that whole collection. Yeah. But, also, but also, you see, like, all these other ways it spills over. Like, you see, like, the mensch on the bench, which is very obviously an attempt what? to profit off of Jews using the similar what? design to the elf on the shelf. Wait, the hold what? on. But I, I find it. the elf on the shelf creepy enough as is, but the mensch on the bench manages to be, like, even worse in a sense, because mensch means good person, but if you're a good person, why are you spying on people? Wait. You're gonna have to explain a lot of things really okay, quick. Right. <laughs> what about the bench on the bench? What? Cthulhu, <laughs> you want to feel this one? Cthulhu, uh, I I need to tell you that I googled this, and like, <laughs> oh, that's oh, not that's oh, not great. Man. That's <laughs> not great. It's not. No, it's not. No, oh, not at all. Like, oh, <laughs> oh. So, you know how like every Chris like. Some Christmas families have like the elf on the shelf to spy on you and like uh, to see if you've been good or not, right? Which is creepy as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. we, we, I mean, the whole thing of like he sees you like, like, when how, you're how, sleeping. <laughs> how many? My question is, how many people developed exhibition kinks as adults because they had that as a kid? I have no idea what any of you people are talking about right now. <laughs> what Vera, the fuck is Vera, the elf on the Vera. shelf? 
Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know about the elf <laughs> Look, on the I shelf? Know, I'm Jewish and I know what the elf on the shelf is. Okay, the elf on the so, shelf. So, uh, uh, okay, you can explain this. <laughs> the, uh, the elf on the shelf is an SCP that kills you in your. No, um, it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like a little horrible doll of like a horrible elf that like straight up looks like. Like if Tim Burton had like a night terror. Yeah, and you <laughs> and you put it on your life. shelf, and you tell your kids you better behave. That elf is watching you at all times, and will tell Santa if you're a shitbag. Yeah, and what? usually it, he's supposed to be like Santa's little helper, telling you if it, Santa if the kids are good or not. And he usually moves around the house. Yeah, you know, my parents just threatened me. <laughs> Why can't people be normal? Well, that is that is an implicit look. Look, in, in a Jewish family, you don't have that. You just have lots of guilt. <laughs> the, okay, that makes sense. You just feel guilty about everything. It's simpler that way. Simple. It's simpler. You you don't need to buy anything. Just feel guilty. Ah, uh, that's all right. I already do that all the time. I'd be very good at that. Okay, so um. Elf tangent over. Uh, so, so the bench on the bench doesn't even make sense though, because like the elf on the shelf, it's like, oh, it's reporting to Santa, but we don't have a Santa. There's yeah. no like, there's no like fictional person that all Hanukkah gifts come from. They usually come from your friends and family. You oh better be God. careful, or he's gonna tell the menorah. <laughs> uh, you know, I bet, I bet someone has said that unironically before. Well, so, and I, 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 I did link like a like in the the server. Um, and I don't know if you want to also put that in the description, maybe, or something, oh, but a, an okay. image of this Fuck. creature. Fuck. Oh. And the menorah isn't even right. It's not. <laughs> it's wrong. The menorah has wrong. seven branches. And, and, I, not, and one of them isn't raised above the others. I think my favorite part about it is also that it's just a guy. <laughs> it's not like a magical well, creature. It's kind of a caricature of a Jew, so yeah. that's yeah. not ideal. Watch out, or the stereotype will tell you, tell on the. Who are they going to? Who are they going to tell? It's like we don't have Santa. So 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 non-Jews also made up, you know, made up this idea of Hanukkah Charlie, so that there would be a Jewish equivalent of Santa. It's like we don't need a Santa. We don't want Santa. We don't want your thing. Did you say Hanukkah Charlie? Googling that. Google it and you'll regret it. Oh, is it's a Charlie Brown thing? Oh, uh, I googled we must Hanukkah be of different Hanukkah items. I oh, um, I googled Hanukkah Charlie and oh, I guess there was a Charlie Brown Hanukkah episode, and that's uh, that's what mm, more people know about, maybe. Yeah. But oh. no, this this man looks like. I a mean, snitch. I guess that's probably better than <laughs> probably better than the thing I was thinking of, where people made up like this fake replacement yeah. of uh, Santa to commercialize. Or uh, another example of this is uh, how you'll see li like. Uh, you know, menorah ornaments for Christmas trees. And it's like, look, look, again, again. So here's the thing. So I, I will not tell you how you can or can't celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or any holiday. I, I won't tell you that. Uh, but, uh, and look, if you, you know, grew up in, maybe you maybe you live in like an interfaith household or your significant other is uh, Jewish and you're Christian or vice versa, sure. or maybe, or, or maybe, uh, 
or maybe you know your roommates are Christian but you want to still celebrate Hanukkah, then go, go ahead, do do that. But it just seems really incongruous. It seems like somebody misunderstood the assignment. Very really. Um, yeah, also, every uh, winter holiday has a tree. I I've oh seen yes, a... did, did I mention the Hanukkah bushes that some people will try to mention? No. The what? The Hanukkah bush. Me? Do they have Kwanzaa ferns? I have no I'm, idea. I don't. I don't know Kwanzaa. I, I'm gonna, I don't know Kwanzaa. I'm I know it's candles, you, but I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. Sorry. I, I'm going to tell you. I'm thinking a very probably not correct thing about Hanukkah bush. I don't understand. What is it? <laughs> okay. What does okay. this mean? That, that's a is different. It, is it like that, a? Is that this supposed to be like there's... a Christmas tree? But yes, for... because Christmas must be imposed on all holidays. Oh, I was thinking but of they a different only... type of bush. Oh, <laughs> well, the, the other kind of bush is totally fine. That's the bush I was thinking. Yes, I, I'm totally fine with the other kind of bush. I was Can not thinking the, that bush. I was, I was I was not thinking the jet pilot bush. Yeah, so well, clear. well, uh, if we ever get to celebrate Hanukkah together, I'll grow mine out and let y'all decorate it. Decorate <laughs> <Ooh>, uh... it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kane's face is red. Uh, in <laughs> Googling, and you in, can dye little like candles. Okay, okay. In Googling, okay, dye, dye my pubic hair blue. <laughs> in, in, in Googling, we dye it one color for each of the days. Um, I, I, in Googling Hanukkah Charlie, I've seen a variety of menorah now. Is there so? Is there like a required material menorahs have? Because uh, I see not menorahs. There's required material, but there is sort of a required layout, <gasps> right? Uh, which probably most of the pictures you're looking at don't have. I explained a actually, it earlier, but uh, uh, these appear to be like actually Jewish menorahs. Oh, so. good, good. So they they do look correct based on what yeah, you. Yeah, so there's a wide variety of materials used. Uh, historically, they've often been made of metal, but you'll also find find them made out of like plastics or ceramics or uh or clay wood. or. I see a very large one that's made out of wood that looks really Listen, nice. Actually, I, I also had cool. thought of wood, but then I thought afterwards, like, that's on a wood. fire hazard. Well, well, the one I see made out. Well, I mean, of I guess wood maybe appears... if it was like appropriately like sealed and. Fireproofed? Yeah. Well, one of the one I see that's made out of wood appears to be using um like like enclosed lanterns for safety. Ah, uh, th uh, that that would make more sense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and so, and often like yeah, so, so that would make sense, I guess. I, I just wouldn't want to burn candles on something made. Yeah. Of wood. No, I was just I was just curious um, if like that was a if there was a rule about. There's that, not like a required material. Oh, no, okay. the original one was made of metal, but today you'll see them made out of multiple different materials. Although metal is probably still the most common. Uh, yeah, uh, this like, is the easiest. Uh, like to make silver, uh, for instance, is very common. Um, or uh, other shiny metals uh, to look good. Uh, so, uh, so uh, I think so. Does that clear up all of your questions? And should we get some questions from the audience? Yeah, that I you I had several <laughs> questions uh, that you answered before I could even ask them. And like, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Uh, how about you, Vera and uh, Sitlali? Uh, give me a second to reboot my brain. I was <laughs> okay, thinking about, about bushes. I'll, 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 me too. I'll uh, I'll read the first question from the audience, which was, um, "What observations or traditions are you most and least comfortable with people participating in in a secular sense? Like most Christian people who throw Christmas parties, have those as a secular tradition where non Christians are welcome. Christmas trees are also often treated as essentially secular." But a nativity scene put up by atheists might come off as insensitive. Okay, this is, a, this is a really good question. Um, and it was submitted, uh, if I recall correctly, by Crit Facts on Twitter. Uh, by Fox. Uh, ah, the Fox. The Fox. 
So, so uh, for anyone who is asking, what does the fox say? Well, here's your answer. The fox asks very insightful questions about uh, Hanukkah <laughs> celebrations. And uh, so this kind of goes hand in hand with the commercialization of it, uh, but in a different direction, which is so something that happens with a lot of uh, Jewish holidays it, I'm going to go there. Uh, so something that happens with a lot of Jewish holidays is you'll see like various Christian denominations have their own versions of them that they try to celebrate and often do so failing really hard. Those are um, super sessionists, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Super sessionism. So for any okay. audience members who aren't aware, super sessionism, I may have talked about this before, um, is uh, the belief that... Uh, that Christians have become the real Jews uh, and that are, and are actually the chosen people and all that. Uh, <laughs> and it's kind of the at the root of a lot of Christian denominations uh, where they believe they're us and therefore entitled to all of our traditions. Um, and yeah, this leads to some kind of gross cultural appropriation. Uh, as, as someone raised in a Baptist church. Um, yeah. Very so, uh, in, so this kind of happens for a lot of holidays. Uh, for instance, uh, for instance, uh, for Passover, I've seen a lot of churches try to do their own seders, but uh, make huge mistakes like serving things that are literally against the rules to eat during Passover. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rant about that during the Passover if we ever do a Passover special, which now I feel like we're committed to do. I would, I would we love to. to. I would absolutely. Okay. Love to. Uh, well, I, I guess I will. Uh, I we guess we'll be doing that, that then uh, when Passover comes. Um, so for, for now, uh, though, uh, specifically about Hanukkah. So what this means is, I guess there's kind of two ways this kind of ends up going over. One is when non-Jews feel that they're, you know, being uh, appreciative of Jewish roots or whatever by doing Hanukkah. And the other feels like when they've become the real Jews and are therefore entitled. And although one is obviously more openly anti-Semitic than the other, both are really not ideal. Like, uh, both are cultural appropriation, and both they'll probably do something very incorrect. Like, uh, for instance, uh, I'm reminded of a video uh, by uh, one drag queen who is not Jewish, where she lit all the candles on the first night. Ugh. Uh, which yeah, is really what you don't do. Uh, yeah. And it's someone made a joke that that was speed running. <laughs> <laughs> we got to speed okay. run the miracle. Let's go. Um, <laughs> one night. I, I do kind wanna... of the opposite of it. it it's, it's like premature ejaculation. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it okay, though, for um, non-Jewish people to participate with their Jewish friends if invited and things. Oh like, yeah, that's definitely. Pro that's, that's, that, that's, that's, that's very okay. Okay. Uh, so, so the other thing I'd like to clarify though is, so when I complain about Christians doing it, something that's very different is if you get invited to like a Jewish person's Hanukkah celebration, right. then of course you can go and you can partake in it and, you know, play dreidel, light things, eat food, be happy. Um, be respectful. And be yeah. respectful, of course. Yes. Uh, but but that's, that's definitely something that's very okay. okay. Uh, most, most Jewish holidays it is uh, very okay for non-Jews to be guests at. In fact, for many, it's openly encouraged uh, that you're wonderful. supposed to invite in other people. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so if you get invited to a Hanukkah event held by a Jewish person, you can absolutely attend, even if you're not Jewish, and, well, which they probably knew before they invited you. Right. Um, 
But just be respectful. Yeah, but yeah. Which... Be, be respectful, of course, of any culture, as you should be of any culture, but mm-hmm. and of any traditions or any holiday. And uh, but that's very different, I think, because okay. it's yeah. they're still doing the celebrating uh, uh, rather than you know someone who isn't Jewish leading it. Now, the other thing I'd like to differentiate is there also are many uh, secular Jews, you know, who uh, right. maybe grew up with the culture. Uh, are uh, are ancestrally Jewish uh, and feel themselves as culturally connected to Judaism because maybe that's what they grew up with or what they live with, but aren't you know practicing the religion. And many of them celebrate Hanukkah, and that's also okay because yeah. they've they've got like that cultural connection. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, but uh, but the point is, uh, if you are, so I guess to really answer the question is, if you yourself are not Jewish and you're not Jewish. Uh, and I'm including secular Jews as Jewish here, even if they're not practicing the religion. Uh, but if you yourself are not Jewish at all, uh, you should fe- you should definitely be willing to, or you should definitely be able to go to like any Hanukkah events you're invited to um, uh, and uh, should go if that's something that interests you. Uh, but I would really recommend not trying to celebrate Hanukkah yourself if you're not right. Jewish. Um that is, uh, like, don't light a menorah in your own home. Don't, uh, um, uh, uh, and so. So that's a so, no to the giant dreidel. <laughs> the, the, okay, so uh, the the video that I will link in the description uh, shows a truck full of dreidels on a pillow uh, as part of the uh, so badly big. designed holiday pillows. Um, <laughs> well, and, and it's it's specifically a Jewish truck with a Megan David on the door. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has the star on the door and uh, is therefore a Jewish truck. Uh, and uh, to, to be. <laughs> Okay, and uh, it just reminds me of the fucking song Two Trucks. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, uh, anyway, so that is, uh, so that's <laughs> what I was, uh, yeah. So, I, I guess that's what I'd say is if you, is if you're, is if you're not Jewish, uh, uh, definitely if you're invited to a Hanukkah event, you can go, but you probably shouldn't celebrate it yourself, uh, sure, uh, as by yourself. Um, so. Uh, I doubt the supersessionists will be that interested in listening to me, but uh, for anyone who isn't a supersessionist, uh, please uh, listen. Um, so, uh, does anyone want to read the next uh, Twitter question? Yeah. Um, how has Hanukkah changed since you were a kid? Okay, so I uh, can answer this for myself, but I also made a point of uh, asking my of asking my mother, and of uh, asking. Uh, end of asking her mother uh so i have sort of uh about 80 years worth of uh, answers here so that's a good sample size so in in my case uh, i am not that old so the obviously the story itself behind the holiday hasn't really changed uh that much because that was 2000 years ago uh, hmm. but, uh, one thing that has happened in my lifetime is it's definitely, so it was commercialized kind of my whole lifetime, but it's definitely gotten more so. Right. Uh, which I don't like, um, it, like that's definitely even picked up further over the last few years. Um, when I asked my mother, her answer was that when she was a kid, uh, apparently at least in her area where she grew up, uh, which was in the United States, um, most uh, people just didn't know about Hanukkah. It was kind of ignored by most non-Jews. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
well, now more people know about it, but might have some misconceptions about it, which is kind of why I decided to do this episode to, to clear that up. Yeah. And uh, uh, my mother also said that the difference is back when she was a kid, people gave her presents. Now she has to give presents. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. That's how time uh, so, works. So in my, in my grandmother's answer <laughs> was you, uh, she went on a <laughs> rambling story about her father um, and uh, how he used to give her presents uh, for Hanukkah, which was kind of cute. Um, but, uh, but that also apparently it was really not widely known and uh, in, at least in her community, most people were not really open about their celebration of holidays because... Uh, because of the anti-Semitism that existed outside the Jewish community uh, where she was living at that time. Mm. And so that's, uh, so that's kind of uh, how it's changed over the last few years, both in my lifetime and in the generations prior to me. Uh, okay, does anyone want to read the next question? Well, thank you for being so thorough with your, your answer on that too, though. Like, I appreciate that you asked, you know, your, your family as well. Uh, so the next question we have is how can non-Jews wish Jewish people a happy Hanukkah or support Jewish people? Okay, so allyship to Jewish people is kind of a long topic that I could go on a bit of a tangent about, uh, and we've, we're already doing a double-length episode, so uh, I'll specifically talk about Hanukkah here. So as I mentioned, the way you can say, you know, Happy Hanukkah to someone is say, Happy Hanukkah, or uh, in Hebrew, uh, Hanukkah Sameach, uh, like I said earlier. Um, and uh, in terms of supporting Jewish people, I'd say generally, you know, uh, just general allyship things like, uh, you know, listen to the community when we talk about like things that are harmful to us or that uh, or, you know, uh, beliefs and things uh, that are potentially damaging to us or when we point out anti-Semitism uh, and uh, and in general, uh, feel if we invite you to our events, feel free to partake in our traditions, but don't appropriate them. Yeah. Right. Always and I'm sure I'm going to get some I'm going to get some turf who calls me a hypocrite for saying this. Who am I kidding? No turf would listen to a 2-hour podcast about a Jewish holiday. By trans don't put that called transgents. Don't put that energy out there. Somebody's going to now. This is going to show um, up. Uh well, uh, I'm sure if it does, they'll be going off about how uh, George Soros is behind this podcast and this proves it or something. To be fair, they probably won't make it past us getting to the jelly donuts. <laughs> <laughs> make it past where i start speaking hebrew because they'll get mad that i'm not speaking english with a british accent <laughs> oh i dare say i can't listen to this so the first <laughs> two seconds my apologies to all not awful british people for that. my condolences to all british people <laughs> my, my, my condolences my condolences to uh, the jews of britain Especially. Because uh, you have to live in Britain. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so I, I, but if any turf hears this, I bet, I bet you they'll tell me I'm culturally appropriating womanhood and I will ask what the holidays of womanhood are. Um, I have a few, but Earth. that's for the Yule episode. Well, I mean, there's International Women's Day, but that's but not really a religious observance. I don't think they're going to be happy when I bring up Friday the 13th. Oh, <laughs> hmm. Well, Anybody happy, who but... knows is welcome to join me. What? Mm. 
Don't worry, we'll get there. That that's uh, the next next episode. Is it really Friday the thirteenth? No. That's that's the day they picked? Uh no, Friday the third uh, this is a tangent. Oh, okay. <laughs> let, um, let me we'll get to that later. Okay, Don't talk about it. tell so, me about it later. I'm confused. Tell me so, about it. So uh So the other thing uh is <clears throat> that so yes, yeah, so just uh, I guess don't appropriate the traditions and no, uh, no, and no, gender is not a no. Being a woman is not cultural appropriation because woman is not a religion or an ethnicity or a culture, really. Like it's 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 not no, no. Obviously, there are genders that are somewhat linked to different cultures. Oh like, sure, you know, yeah, of course. It, but woman is not one of them. Yeah, woman is not one of them. <laughs> woman is my religion. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you sound like one of those like second wave types. <laughs> you sound like there's talk about the sacred feminine or whatever. Like, you sound like there's at least nine crystals and way too many fucking feathers in that. Uh, astrology? <laughs> astrology. I'm very um, that one. That's right. I believe in that shit. Let, okay, let all right. So, so uh, next next question. Um, next question, yes. Um which would be Oh, I think did we all read one? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, what are your like personal favorite traditions surrounding the holiday? Even if so, they're so just I already like, talked about that a little bit, but I guess kind of my favorite part uh, is uh, well, obviously I like receiving gifts, but also I just like uh, you know playing dreidel uh, when I get a chance uh, to be with other people for it, uh, or uh, just getting to share the holiday with others. You know, like having events for it uh, where I get to share it with people, which is hard during COVID. True. Uh, but you know yeah. when it's when it's possible, it's it's that's always fun. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, next it's... question. Oh yes, that's me. <laughs> uh, are there traditions for like? Wait, hold yes, on. Yes, that is. The yes, one. that's okay. the right question. I can read. Are tradi are the? <laughs> <laughs> I can read immediately. <laughs> <Crashes and burn. laughs> Are there traditions for uh, what types of gifts are given on each night? Like a specific uh, gift There's nothing really night? prescribed. As I mentioned, there's a lot of variety from like family to family. And a lot of people are, you know, kind of just doing what their families did. Mm. Uh, but, but the thing about that uh, is, but so, so really there isn't. Uh, do some families probably have like yearly traditions about it? Sure. But there's none that's like specifically prescribed mm. in the religion. No. So there's not one night is sock night where everybody there, there, there's not sock. a sock night. No. Uh, I want a I sock just, night. I mean, you can buy Hanukkah socks, but. Uh... <laughs> Are they bad Hanukkah <laughs> socks to say oive? <laughs> no, but they're probably produced by non Jews who just Googled like clip art for Hanukkah. That's, yeah, that uh, sounds Sort of true. like with the Hanukkah sweaters, uh, as you may recall from the pillow, which is totally a way to sell Christmas sweaters to Jews, but relabel them. Don can... we now our Hanukkah sweaters because that's not even a thing until like the last 20 years probably yeah and gay apparel like... what's wrong with that we could have look, I, I, look love... I love gay apparel I just don't typically uh I just usually think like flannel and stuff rather than, I... rather than I... random sweaters can I confess something to you all though, though I gotta yeah. admit sitting yes. in someone else's sweater is kind of a gay mood it yeah. is a gay mood, but um, dang, confession, uh, confession. time. Uh, every time someone says, so I knew when I was younger, uh, I knew a guy named Gay. Was um, he gay? 
He uh, he was actually. Oh, um, fortunate name. Yeah, he 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 would actually regularly joke about. He would joke about like, wow, I'm, I'm, my mom knew some shit. Yeah. Um, but every time I hear gay apparel, I just I hear that as a person's name. So like his, his clothes. Well, did he have no good fashion sense? No. Well, no, no. Like just like a like a bloke named Gay Apparel. Um, <laughs> he did. Oh, um, he, well, did, he, did that guy have good fashion sense at least? He he had the he had so it depends if you like punk fashion. Oh yeah, that's good. Sure, so like sure. so like yes, very much like classic like punk like the leather jacket, <laughs> all the business yeah. like great punk stuff. But yeah, that's so cool. yeah. Now um, I gotta go so, find uh, gay and get his apparel. So the the, the <laughs> next so the next question. Uh, well. Oh yes, sorry, my turn. Uh, <laughs> I'm still stuck on gay. <laughs> Me too. Weird. Oh, what uh, are there traditional songs or prayers? Uh, yes, there are traditional songs and prayers. I, I will not be singing them on this podcast because I'm bad at singing, but you can certainly look up uh, some some of the songs and prayers if you like. Uh, for instance, one of the most common songs is Mao Tzu. Uh, which is uh, a popular Hanukkah song, uh, or there's the more contemporary songs uh, that are in English, such as Oh Hanukkah, or I Had a Little Dreidel. Huh. What's the first one translate to? Mao Tzor. Um, the translation of Mao Tzor, I, I can look up a full translation because my Hebrew is bad, but um, <laughs> in English, the lyrics say, okay, that wasn't helpful. Um, <laughs> no, but like, Okay. You. It's usually trans. A uh, non-literal translation, uh, which uh, was published uh, by Leopold Stein uh, and Talmudic linguists Marcus Jastrow and Gustav Gothel, uh, was uh, "Rock of Ages, let us sing, praise Thy saving power. Thou amidst the raging foes, west our sheltering tower." Um, uh, or actually, uh, do you want like a more uh, literal translation? Well, because that's so, just that's like sort of a figurative one. I I think Salali was asking what the title translates. Oh, the the title itself. Uh, yes. I thought you meant like the full lyrics. Uh, the no. title itself mean, uh, the title itself means a uh, strong rock. Nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, uh, it is. Which is uh, supposed to be glorifying God, but uh, what? So. So when they say rock, do they mean like? They mean like God is in like stability, like as in God is stable. Oh, like God so is like God, a rock. God as your rock. Okay, interesting. Yes, Thank uh, you. Sort of like uh, not like rock music. It's 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 not. Well, I, like... I wasn't sure if it meant like how it was referring. I it's, assume it's it's, like it's, a... it's supposed to be like saying that like God is like strong and stable, like a rock. Um, so that's so good. that's that's what it's referring to. The the title itself. Uh, Meaning, uh, I, I thought you were asking for the lyrics, so I'm sorry I took the time to look that up. <laughs> oh, no I, worries. I thought you were asking about that. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the insipid uh, means strong rock. Um, and so, yeah. Um, no. And as for other traditional games and activities, I think I answered that but uh as for the next question which is where does the dreidel game come from uh the dreidel game appears to have originated from a german top uh by way of uh by way of england uh which was originally called something else uh and somehow made its way to eastern european jews there, there is a legend claiming that uh 
when studying the Torah was banned, that Jews would uh, take out dreidels and pretend to be just playing when they were studying it. But there doesn't appear to be much historical precedent for that, as they don't appear to have been a thing until the 1700s. Hmm. Uh, So it is a more recent tradition uh, from Europe, but it it is still a tradition. now, uh, does anyone want to read the next question after yeah. that, the one that starts with, do Jewish... Sure. Uh, do Jewish people stretch out the holiday past the eight days, like some Christians do with Christmas, where it's preceded by four weeks of Advent and Mariah Carey, and sometimes succeeded by 11 more fucking days of Christmas? Okay. I uh, embellished so, that a little. So, uh, relating, so, uh, the answer is not to my knowledge, uh, because the miracle of Hanukkah is uh, something that, his, that, according to the legend, lasts for eight days. It wouldn't really make sense to have the holiday be longer than yeah. eight days. And yes, Hanukkah advent calendars do exist. Or uh, when I was they... a kid, once in a while, my mother would buy like a Christmas advent calendar, but start opening it at the right time that it would line up with the start of Hanukkah instead, hmm. you know, to, to play their own game, I guess. Uh, sure. But... Uh, Hell but, yeah, reverse cultural appropriation. <laughs> I don't think that counts as reverse. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like Christianity is the dominant culture, so is it appropriation still? No, I think it's I re- reclamation. Participation. No, no, reclamation it was, right. never, it was ours in the first place. Yeah. Participation, uh, maybe? Uh, like, maybe, culture. yeah. I, I don't think it counts as appropriation if it's from the dominant culture. What's like a fancy word for thieving? <laughs> appropriation oh (laughs) uh, okay so so fine but the thing is so there so hanukkah advent calendars do exist although they're not as common as the other commercializations that have come up but yeah no one really extends hanukkah uh because it wouldn't really make sense it would kind of break like the symbolism of the eight days yeah i mean it wouldn't make sense but then again we have mench on a bench (laughs) (laughs) and that that doesn't make sense either yeah. But so, then again, those are from outsiders. They are from outsiders. It's exactly. not appropriation. It's that they put it on us. It, it, they're they're selling it to us. Right. Uh, they want our money. They, they say there's a stereotype that Jews are greedy, but we're not the ones who are trying to cash grab out of every holiday. Yeah, you're not the ones who invented Mensch on a bench. We're not. No. Exactly. Exactly. Or at least, like, as far as I know, we're not. I, yeah, I hope we're. I not. hope not. I, I'm, I would be really ashamed if we are. But um, <laughs> if that's our fault. But anyway. Uh, so next question. Oh, that's me. Uh, are there other holidays related to Hanukkah or the Maccabean Revival? Uh, not exactly. As I mentioned, Hanukkah is like a very minor holiday and the events happened after the Old Testament. So there aren't really other holidays that really tie into it now. Oh, that was okay. fast. Um, For the other one, you kind of went over it already with the... Uh, um... there, there's something specific I want to say about the next question. So okay, can I so the question? are there <coughs> any groups who celebrate other Jewish holidays, but not Hanukkah? Uh, so the, the question, uh, are there any other groups that celebrate uh, other Jewish holidays, but not Hanukkah, is yes. Uh, so one of the subpopulations of Jews uh, is the Beta Israel, who split off from the others uh, long before uh, many other groups were sent out into the diaspora and lived kind of separated in Ethiopia uh, for a long time. And uh, many of them, as a result, because of how early they split, uh, do not traditionally celebrate Hanukkah. Hmm. Uh, And many have started to celebrate it in modern times with other Jews. 
because uh, as I mentioned, we're all kind of mixing together now. Uh, but historically, uh, many Beta Israel groups uh, did not celebrate Hanukkah traditionally. Huh. That's so that's so the answer is yes, actually. I learned that while researching for this episode. Awesome. All right. I think I already answered the other question about differences between Sephardic and Ashkenazic Hanukkah celebrations. And the final question, I think I also already answered. Yeah. So I think that's about everything. So do you all have any more final questions or things Um, I should say about Hanukkah before we close? Well, I I actually just realized, um, where do the, the names Ashkenazi and Sephardic from are those jewish names for the groups uh those are well yes those are the names we refer to those groups as i don't actually know the etymology precisely okay, that's fair uh but uh yeah so there's the different names for like the different groups that spread out um so uh, are there any other uh last minute uh questions that anyone has or anything else i should say about hanukkah before we wrap things up i mean um, Thank you for teaching us so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like trying to rack my brain, but I feel like all of the questions I had, we answered without me asking them, which yeah. is yeah. a really good mark of a good professor. You <laughs> yeah, can read yeah. my mind. <laughs> well, well, you know, when I, when I was younger, I actually did for a while think about studying to become a rabbi. Hmm. I didn't end up doing it, uh, which uh, in retrospect was probably a good move, seeing as as seeing as uh, I doubt that uh, it would be very easy to find employment as a uh, trans femme rabbi, because yeah. although woman rabbis are increasingly common, uh, I don't really know how many trans rabbis exist. And I honestly uh, would, and uh, although Judaism in general tends to be very accepting of uh, LGBTQ plus people, uh, <clears throat> I don't uh, necessarily know how many synagogues would do it, partially because of optics. Right. Like, yeah. uh, for instance, I'm remembering an instance where uh, some big name turf uh, decided to accuse a random non-binary Jewish educator of being a pedophile, and they all like dogpiled the synagogue Whoa. on Twitter. Yeah, Yikes. that's Jesus. Not- the overlap of anti-Semitism and transphobia would be like a reason that like many synagogues might be kind of wary of hiring like a uh, of hiring like a trans woman as uh, part of the synagogue uh, clergy, uh, yeah. which is unfortunate. But yeah, so mm, I, I obviously I am not a rabbi, but it, it just uh, it is something that I did think about becoming at one point. Well, not a rabbi or not, I appreciate the thoroughness with which you explained it and the fact that you um, uh, answered so many questions and cleared up a lot of things that uh, from my raising in a Baptist church, I had misconceptions about this. Like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Kane. Um, So uh, if that's all, then I think we can uh, wrap things up here. Uh, I think that's everything. I think so. Yeah. All right. I hope well, everybody has a happy holiday. Well, uh, Hanukkah Sameach to everyone who uh, celebrates and yeah. uh, yes. to all those who are observing. Absolutely. And tune in next time for more transients. Yeah.